Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe you can actually hear me this time. Woo! I got a new microphone for the new year. Hooray! Yeah, now I'll never shut up. Uh, um, Yeah, yeah, that's great, James. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need. You to be louder. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) No, that that is good. uh, It sounds sounds much better to me, so... (laughs) for now <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah just wait till i go to edit this one <laughs> <laughs> turn james down <laughs> don't need that segment <laughs> See, ah. can I edit it where james said he had five things to talk about so it only says two <laughs> <laughs> So what are we talking about this time? I think we're doing some sort of weird 2020 in review review thing, right? Where we both have a few things that we're going to talk about that we did new in 2020. Yeah. Um, I kind of came up, came up with this idea because I'd been seeing uh, a bunch of stuff online about, uh, and, and usually from, from one person, I'm actually going to, going to make, cause this is one of the things I'm going to mention. Um, they, they, they had a project that came out this year and they kept saying, Hey, I made it onto this list from this, you know, <laughs> this, th- these people. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know, we, we have a podcast. We should do that. <laughs> we should. We haven't been doing that. And, and I thought, you know, all these people, they've been doing this all throughout December and it'll be a little late. Cause this will be after the first of the year. And well, really, shouldn't we wait until after the first of the year to talk about our you know, favorite records that came out over the year because if you do it at the first of December you still have all of December for somebody to release an album that you may think was a really great album yeah yeah maybe somebody got you an album you didn't even think of for Crimbo yeah now you're feeling like a dumbass because you didn't talk about it that's right so you know I thought hey first of the year let's let's kind of review um I my thought was to, to review music and james said he didn't have enough 2020 releases so <laughs> I, I don't i actually spent my year catching up on other things like you know i've got a really good one from pagan altar here but that was from 2019 so <laughs> yeah i've i've got i got one from i got two from them they're actually are older <laughs> much older <laughs> <laughs> and i and i do have i do have a uh, I've, so i've got five from 2020 and then i've got a, a sixth one that i'm going to throw out there that um uh, was a band that I, I have known about for years, and I didn't really give them a, a listen to them until this year. And I really wish I had done this 30 years ago, because <laughs> I've missed out on so much. I got a lot of catching up to do with them, but um, we'll, we'll get to them later. Yeah, so much catching up to do with so many things, and we're not going to have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, but first, uh, what are you, what are you drinking? I have found, and because it's Hogmanay, you know, we're actually recording this New Year's Eve, so yes. Scotland Hogmanay, however the hell it's pronounced. It sounds good uh, to me. Yeah, you, this is going to sound good to you too. I found a four-pack of McEwan's Scotch Ale. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened up one of my McEwan's, and that's what I'm having. Oh, oh and I do have a special, because Jody's doing music, and I thought, well, I, I, I've, I've tried new drinks this past year <laughs> <laughs> see there you go so i'm going to talk about some drinks i had 
And I actually just picked up and see, this goes with what Jody said. I literally ordered something. Well, I literally did, but I ordered it and it literally came in today ah. on the 31st. I'm going to try it for the first time live as we record. So see, if we recorded earlier in the month, it, I would have missed out. Yeah. So awesome. Yes. That's uh, and, I, and I think I know what that is because we were talking about that last night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Cool. But anyway, I'm having a McEwen's for my normal drink. What, what are you having? I am. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the only time I'm probably going to try this particular one because I'm not that thrilled with it, to be honest, which is surprising. Um, I, I found, and, and you're going to make fun of me for buying it this way anyway. <laughs> I already know you are. Um, I, I found uh, Chaucer's Mead, which I actually do like. I, I do like Chaucer's Mead. I, I think it's uh, uh, for one of the big name meads that's out there. I, I think it's one of the better ones. Um, but this is a sparkling mead, and I'm not too thrilled with the sparkling aspect. So I'm not liking it. But um, you're going to make fun of this. I, I, they're selling it in cans. That's okay. I actually, or um, there's a couple of mead places I've seen that advertise that sell it in cans. I've almost purchased some. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a can. It actually will keep better than it would in a bottle, anyway. But, yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people like it in the can. Let's not bring Rob into this. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> I think the the sparkling part's what's really kind of bothering me. It doesn't, it's it's throwing me off. Mm. Um, but yeah, normally I would like Chaucer's, and if I do find you know like their regular mead in the can, I, I may try that. So yeah, that's that's what I'm having. I've got something for later on if if I manage to finish this off or we do another episode. So I'm gonna wait to open that one. Cool. I know that I like that one because I've had it. Of course, it's been years since I've had it, but I I know I like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Sam, who we talked to on the podcast yeah. yesterday, and we're sitting there and we both do the app that shall not be named on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about it. And it's like, yeah, this is really good. This is really good. But maybe it's not good tonight because maybe last time I had it, I'd been on a hiking trail for 10 miles and that was the first thing I tried and it kicked ass. And today, eh, not so much. Or, yeah. you know, maybe you know, I just got head out in the parking lot. So whatever I had next was really good. And, you know, today I'm sitting here with you and uh, it's not happening. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, you know, if it's good, it's still probably good. Just yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the McEwen's mm -hmm. love it, but they actually closed down and I don't know if they resold it or opened back up or whatever it is. And it's still fantastic, but for some reason, not quite as good as it used to be 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it is different. I do, I do know because I have had it since they started back up, and you know, like I said, I'm there, like you said, I, I don't know if it's the same people that just started back up, or if it was somebody new that took over the recipe or something. But yeah, it, I, I didn't, I, I still loved it, but not as much as I did the first few times I had it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could keep talking about this, but I'm good with moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's a drink. Oh, damn it. Well, you, you drink and I'll get my drink after I talk about this because I'll probably right. have to have two, two drinks because my first album, uh, uh, favorite album of 20, that came out in 2020 uh, is one that we talked about in a previous episode. Oh, that is a drink. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna have to do two drinks here in a minute. Um, and that would be uh, Dance with the Devil by Burning Witches. That's good. It is. It's a very good drink. It's a very good drink. <laughs> so it's a very good album. <laughs> it is, and I'm glad to see that, even though they lost their lead guitarist, that they now have another wonderful lead guitarist, so they get to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we did a whole episode on that. So Yes, we did. <laughs> So I can sum up my viewpoint of that one because that'll be the one of the five or four, however many I have that I've listened to. And, and it's, it's good. <laughs> it's actually kick ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much. Very much. So I don't know. You may have heard a couple of these others, but I will, we'll see. Okay. So are we, are we switching off? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Okay. So as I'd mentioned, I'm going to do new drinks that I'd never had and non-beer because if I talk about every new beer I've had in 2020, We'll be here till the cows come back home, cut their own throats, throw themselves on the grill, and barbecue. <clears throat> so, uh, but gin, I, I had gin way back in the day, like in my early 20s, and didn't like it because, you know, in my early 20s, and I have no taste at the time, mm-hmm. I was still drinking Miller Lite, you know, which is good if you like it, it's cool. But the reason I tried it again this year and liked it so much, I ended up getting a bottle for myself is because we did our huge Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy 42nd anniversary thing at the beginning of the year. Yes, we did. And uh, first, it's a very English drink, but Graham Chapman drank them all the gin and tonics all the damn time for Bonnie Python. And they talk about gin and tonics in the Hitchhiker's Guidebook. And we've talked about both of those things. And I thought, I should, you know, really. So, yep, went to that. Yeah. I mentioned that Speakeasy Blackacre Loft once or twice. And that's where I got it. And, uh, Amanda, one of my favorite bartender mixologists, made it. and Oh, floral, earthy, juniper, berry flavor. Nice. Uh, I didn't know if we are going to jump in there with the juniper berry thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you keep mentioning Monty Python stuff, and I, I just want to throw out there, I did get – of course, I, I told you this the other night, but I did get um, the the complete series on Blu-ray, all, all four all four. Well, all four series, because it's, yeah. you know, in the UK, that they call it a series of each year and not a season like we do here in the States. So, so, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm staring at it from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's staring at you. <laughs> but no, Jen's good stuff. Gin and tonic. I think that's all I've had. I've had it straight, but yeah, gin and tonic's much better Oh, Got me cool. a nice low-calorie tonic water so I can get as close to Graham Chapman's Slimline G&T as I can. Except I'm too cheap to buy a bunch of limes, so I, I don't add the limes like I think he did. <laughs> you cheap? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, this this next one, actually, uh, I, I know we've actually mentioned this one uh, in the past, too. <laughs> Uh, folk song by by Merker. Oh yeah, we did mention her. Yeah, and the it wasn't an actual episode, but she was part of an episode. So I'm going to take a drink for that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, our uh, uh, folk metal episode. Uh, her yeah. her her uh, folk song album, which translates as folk songs. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it came out this year, and and it is pretty much entirely folk songs. Not there. There's no metal in it at all really but but that's okay um it's it's it is it was one of my favorite albums of the year it was really really good it is good you're right i do know that one too 
I got one more that I had suggested to you. I don't know if you ever listened to it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I like we'll find out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My next one's easy. J- Jameson cold brew. Oh yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's all right. I prefer all the others better. It's, I don't know. Coffee mixed with Jameson. Eh, Jameson's great as it is. Yeah. And so other than using it for my smoking crimbo that we mentioned in one of the episodes, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. So it's really good mixed with things, just not a straight whiskey. Okay. So, anyway, I'm I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> good to buy if you're gonna use it as a mixer with something. Yeah. Or some sort of mixed drink, um, concoction cocktail thing. Not as mm. good just as a whiskey to sip by the fire. Okay. Yeah, that just I that just sounds like a weird combination. I mean if you had bit. coffee and you were adding whiskey to it, that might mean one thing, but buying coffee flavored whiskey right it's not like an irish coffee it's that it's yeah yeah okay it's something completely different Hmm. okay um so my next album is uh the poisoner by white crone now i recommended this one to james i don't know that he ever listened to it (laughs) i i started to one time when i was working out but uh, Spotify wasn't playing it loud enough and my clanking of the weights was overpowering and then I then I forgot. <laughs> so, so it's actually in my search engine on Spotify for when I do get back around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I I I really um I like this one. I I uh whew, trying to remember how I actually discovered this. I think what happened was I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a tweet, somebody recommended the album. So I, and, and they said it was on Bandcamp. So I went, cause you know, I had a Bandcamp account at that point. So I went and checked it out and I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. And so I started following, um, I started following her. It's, it's, it's almost a one woman band. Um, the only thing she does not perform on the album is the drums. She plays the guitar, bass, does all the vocals. Um, I don't think there's any keyboards on there. Um, and I don't remember who does the drums, but, uh, Vinny Apice, who we've, we've mentioned before. Um, yeah. Once or he, twice. Or yeah. Times. Yeah. He's, he, uh, he plays drums on one of the songs. And, uh, so I thought that, that was really cool. And her, her name's, uh, Lisa Mann. So yeah, so she, she does all the stuff on there. Um, and it's a, it's a really good album. And that's, and, and I think James was the one that pointed this out when we were talking about the album a while back, I had totally missed out on this, this term, but apparently the, recently uh, this year, maybe last couple of years, they've started using the term new wave of traditional heavy metal. Oh yeah. Cause I, I did also look up. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched an interview with their, went to her Facebook page maybe is where I saw it. Yeah. And well, I, 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 after, after you pointed that out, I started seeing it a few other places and that that's that is very much the style uh, that she plays is traditional heavy metal it's a lot of 70s influence so I, I i hear a lot of sabbath and zeppelin and purple i hear a lot of uh new wave of british heavy metal stuff so i, I hear some maiden I, I hear uh rainbow um which wasn't really new wave of british heavy metal but you know <laughs> same time period um yeah yeah, yeah. uh and, and there, she, she's got a, a cover of a venom song on there venom was very much new wave of british heavy metal um not just the founders of what a lot of people think of as black metal so 
I was going to ask you to describe the genre that she does, but you already did. Yeah. And, and the thing was, I, you know, after you pointed that out and I, I started looking around and I was like, man, there are a shit ton of bands that are doing this. This is an actual movement. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. It could change. Everything changed and they had all those different subgenres and, yeah. and now it's already worked its way. Well, already. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's worked its way back. Yeah. So, you know, and I, cause there's been a, there has been a resurgence in new wave of British heavy metal actual bands. A, a lot of those bands have, have gotten back together or, one of the main members from the original lineup put a new version of the band back together. So, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Uh, so do you want me to tell a funny story about Vinny Apice and, and something I, I learned? Uh, sure. From oh, you decided if you should keep it in then. Yeah. 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 So um, we've talked about Vinny Apice in the past and we've talked about the pronunciation of the name Apice, right? So, professionally he goes by apathy and that's how ronnie james dio introduced him on the the live evil album by black sabbath after vinny did his drum solo and uh so i you know that's i, I knew that's how vinny pronounced his name professionally and i thought i had read somewhere and i swear i read this on wikipedia and i think the entry's been changed um because it was no longer in there but i i could have sworn that, that this is where i got this that the that the in in Italian, the name would be pronounced Apice, okay, which makes sense, and that Carmine and Vinny both pronounced it Apice professionally. Well, growing up as a kid, before I had heard of Vinny, I'd heard of Carmine, and I didn't, you know, it was like you with Calliope, <laughs> with Calliope. <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce the name, so I saw it, and I said, oh, Carmine Apice. I, I did too, actually, I think, yeah. when I first saw it, yeah. So then later on, I hear Ronnie James Dio pronounce Vinny's name and he says Apice. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's, it's Apice. Well, somebody on Twitter asked a question on pronunciation and Lisa White Crone tweeted a reply and, and she said, well, actually it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can't remember if she said dad or granddad, but I, 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 one of the two, she said pronounces it a piche, which is the original Italian. Carmine pronounces it a piece. So we were right on that. <laughs> and Vinny pronounces it apathy. And she thought she, she summed it up with nobody knows why not even them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we were right. We were right. <laughs> yeah. On both. <laughs> People should just always listen to us. Mm -hmm. Snicker, snicker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that's all I've got on White Crone. Cool. And I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I have listened to a few of the songs, yeah. actually, when I could hear them. And, and I do like, it is very old school metal. It, it's, it's good. Yeah. All right. My next one is a drink called the Negroni. Negroni. Yeah, I, I discovered, so I read all sorts of weird-ass crap, and I discovered that this one became popular, like, from World War II era. Um, actually kind of became weird because the fascist ruling party in Italy banned cocktails and stuff, and, well, fun. You know, they banned fun. Oh, well, yeah. And, and so they had this weird naming thing, and it somehow leaked out of the country and made it over here. But anyway, Orson Welles, I was reading a few articles about him towards the beginning of the year, 
saw that he liked it and he got into it as it was becoming big in America. And finally, you know, I wasn't going to buy all the ingredients because it is made up of gin, mm-hmm. uh, sweet vermouth, which is a fortified wine flavored with various botanicals like roots, barks, flowers, herbs, spices, seeds, whatever. Um, I, I had to find out because I always knew what sweet and dry vermouth, what they do, their mixers, but I had no idea what it actually was until I made these notes. That's <laughs> a fortified wine. Anyway, uh, those two things in, in Campari, a, an Italian aperitif hmm. made with infusion of herbs and fruit and alcohol, and it's in the bitters family. Okay. Um, but uh, went to an Italian restaurant towards the beginning of December, and they had it on there. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I was waiting for uh, the other person to show up, and thought, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. It's really good. It's got a little orange, like they peel the orange uh, skin off, and they do the twist of the orange in there, and it gives it a nice fruitiness to it, and it's it's kind of deep and classy, and it's good. I nice. like it. Yeah, Negroni. Negroni. I may have to try that sometime if I find a place that sells it. Yeah, I'd recommend Italian restaurants. That's the only place I've seen it. Although I'm sure you could order one if you go to a nice pub or nice pub, an actual nice bar where they have a nice selection of liquors and liqueurs. Uh, uh, I'm sure there might be some place in town that does that, but most of the places I've been probably wouldn't. They look at you like, oh, what? <laughs> Dude, we can't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not what I said, dumbass. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm one of the people who keeps telling everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, it's good. Yes. I like it. It's, it's quite, cool. quite flavorful. And, and I don't know why. Wife makes fun of me because I, I, I am getting closer to 50 and I am trying new different things. And yeah. I, like, yeah, that's kind of a classy drink. And she goes, ha I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, um, you don't have to name the restaurant, but was this a, like a locally owned restaurant or was this a chain Italian restaurant? Uh, a chain. Um, what the hell is it called? Uh, crap. Uh, it's not a huge chain. It's a so small chain. It's not Olive Garden then. No, nope. Not Olive Garden. Okay. Although they probably, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they had it. They might. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take a drink. I'm gonna put the pint to my face now while you talk. Okay. All right. I'm gonna try and not hurt myself as I say the name of this band. Ooh, is a is a black metal? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Funny enough, it's more of a traditional uh, metal band. <laughs> Mertreries. They're French. Huh. And that is it's a self titled debut album. And I am going to spell it because I know even though uh, before we started recording, I I got uh, Google Translate out and listened to the French pronunci- pronunciation again. Uh, <laughs> and I'm still butchering it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's E, no, it's M-E-U-R-T-R-I-E with a little accent mark over it, R-E-S. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Apparently, there's a, a few different ways you can translate that word into English. It, it's either murderous, murderers, <laughs> assassins, killers, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's um, all the lyrics are in French. And I didn't really think about this. Apparently, I've had a theme with these first four albums that all the um, 
all the artists are either uh, the bands are either all female or they have a female singer. <laughs> I'm glad they're actually getting out there and getting more attention. Oh, I, oh. yeah, yeah, I am too. I just didn't. It, it didn't hit me that that's what it was. Now my my next one won't be that. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Mercheris. Or, or however you pronounce it, that's that's as close as I'm going to get without butchering it more. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, man. I, I I listened to that on Bandcamp, and I was like, wow, that just that really kicks ass. So um, yeah, again, it's more of a traditional metal sound. I'm sure if I go on to metalarchives.com, their lyrics are on there. I may be able to put the lyrics into Google Translate and translate them to see what they're actually talking about. <laughs> sure, but yeah. But where's the fun in that? <laughs> Just let it, yeah, let it go. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really good album too. Uh, really enjoyed it. So, uh, I know we talked about this, but since you brought up the fact that you mentioned all female fronted bands, yeah, um, or all female, <laughs> completely. Mm-hmm. I, I know we talked about it, but I'm just going to point out that look, if you if you only get into female bands because they're hot, you know, it's fine, whatever. That's why young women like boy bands it's not because the music is good it's because they think the boys are cute so yeah, yeah. whatever it's all good but i will say when i'm on facebook and following a page called female heavy metal bands because i want to learn more female heavy metal bands um, you know because they're not always up front in, in the order of things and they right. change it to hot female metalists or something no oh, fuck off i'm out if that's what I wanted, they have pages like that. And they I, do. They I, do. I, I have actually know. followed a couple of those on Facebook myself, but that was why I followed those particular pages. And I, I totally understand what you're saying. If you're following it because you want to check out female fronted bands or all female bands or whatever, and they switch it to the other, then that kind of kills the whole point of what you were following that page for. <laughs> yeah. So, oh no. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally get it. Um, no, no harm in you checking out the beautiful female metal band people women yeah but yeah there are pages for that i want to actually learn about the bands <laughs> yeah i don't care if they're hot or not i just want the good music yeah i you know it's it's weird because when i do discover new bands on Bandcamp, a lot of times i check out the, the the profile picture that they put up in that top right corner to see if they've actually got a female member in the band just just out of curiosity you know if they do great and if they don't well that's cool too you know yeah it doesn't it's, matter but it's yeah nice to know. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. No, is it because, you know, I, my thing is, I, I don't want to be an elitist about it. I, when I get to be an elitist about metal is, do you actually listen to it? Or are you just wearing your Metallica shirt because you thought it looked cool? <laughs> you know, yeah. is it a fashion statement now? Yeah, if, if, if you're doing it just to be, uh, just, just to be doing a fashion statement, then stop. But I don't, to me, I don't, I want more people to listen to metal. I, I don't I'm not saying I want metal to be the most popular thing out there all over the airwaves because I like the fact that it's kind of underground, but I also have the attitude, the more people that listen to it, the merrier, you know, cause that oh, yeah. means there's more metal heads. Uh, but, I want the bands to make a living. So they keep going. Yeah, that too. That's, and that's a big, a big part of that, but I don't, I also don't want to be the gatekeeper for who can listen to metal. So I actually like it when I see that there are more women getting into metal. I like it when I see that there are more minorities getting into metal. Um, I, I, I like that a lot of those people who in the past have been like, I like metal, but 
stereotypically, I'm not supposed to be a metal fan. So I've been really, you know, not out there with it. And, and I like the fact that, that there are a lot of people who in the past, who are not white men of any age, are starting to come out and have a voice in the metal community. So I, you know, that's, that's just me. No, I, more, more the yeah. merrier. That's yeah. what metal is supposed to be for us up un, underrepresented people, which includes yeah. poor white boys. So I can sure as hell include women and minorities and people yeah. of color. And yeah, I, mean, I guess if you're an African metal band, you're black, you're not a minority because you're in Africa. And well, true, but, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see other countries, you know, Africa, you know, all the Asian countries. And oh, yeah. They're all yeah. All right. Should I move on or? Okay, Damon's about to take a drink, but it's my turn to talk. Shit. <laughs> All right, so I mentioned in a Christmas episode or two or three that uh, Christmas Eve, one of my fondest memories as a kid would be getting a shot from my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'd all go to Christmas Eve mass and then go in and we'd have dinner. Then their neighbor would dress up as Santa and come in and, uh, you know, it's all cool. And, you know, around 9, 10, 11, that's where it started. I'm pretty sure around 10. And, of course, Grandpa has passed away, so, you know, child services can fuck off. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, uh, he gave me, I remember getting a shot of cognac, which, of course, to a 10-year-old, about made me die. <laughs> uh, I didn't puke, but I ran outside because I thought I was going to. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, and I'm thinking back to what I did as a kid. And I, I missed my grandparents a little bit this year at Christmas, just, you know, nostalgic, yeah. not, not yeah. in a horrible way. So I, I went and I was at the store and I noticed that they actually had cognac on sale. Nice. I'm like, well, hell yeah. And I, I didn't get cognac itself. I got Grand Marnier or, I mean, it's spelled Marnier. I'm assuming it being French, it's Marnier. Uh, Mar- Marnier or Marnier. I've, I think I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, I bet Marnier's right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> even, even getting it semi right, I'm still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's good stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a cognac uh, mixed with uh, – uh, it's a cognac brandy mixed with a distilled essence of bitter orange, and it's, it's fucking great. Cool. It, don't know if I would have gotten it had it not been on sale, but I may get it even when it's not on sale if I have drank all of the one I have before next Christmas and get another nice. one. And I'm half done with it. It's a small one. Huh. It's small. Yeah. Small one, but I, I'm at least half done with it because it's that good. <laughs> nice <laughs> yep. it's actually i mean you could do a shot but i actually put in a little tumbler type of thing and yeah it's like nice, nice brandy i'll swish it and have it and didn't take a big gulp because i'm still a heathen but it's, it's good <laughs> <laughs> nice well i've got um i got one more album that came out this year this is a band that actually has been around for a while armored saint uh put out a new album this year punching the sky it's the sky, not this guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know sometimes uh, my words run together. <laughs> I said, kiss the sky. <laughs> yeah. I said, enjoy life, not end your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ozzy. <laughs> um, yeah, Armored Saints has been around for a while. Uh, they, yeah. they actually started in the early 80s, went through most of the 80s, and then broke up in the early 90s when uh, – uh, one of the band members died. And uh, at that point, their singer, John Bush, joined Anthrax. Um, so he was with Anthrax through the 
most of the 90s into the early 2000s and then uh, he left and, and Armored Saint actually actually before 2000 they had actually started getting together and doing a few shows every once in a while and uh, since John Bush left Anthrax he's pretty much rejoined and Armored Saint's been full-time since then um, but yeah they're, they're new one Punching the Sky came out uh, in October I think and I, I actually don't have this one yet but I have listened to it um, very good album uh, again that's uh, it's they they were they were kind of a funny band because they they came out with they've they've always had this more traditional metal sound you know heavily influenced by the by the new wave of british heavy metal stuff they're from la but they came out about the time you were starting to see that split between what we now call thrash metal and hair metal and yet they were neither <laughs> yeah i wouldn't put them in either of those <laughs> they're not and um of course, that's an episode for for later on that we've we've talked about doing, but yeah, they they kind of you know walked that line that was I guess really hard to categorize them for for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, great great band. Uh, the, the stuff I've I've heard from them over the years has been really good. This this new album uh, is is excellent. But no, I do like me some Mormon Saint. They they are they're good. Oh yeah, they're good. Definitely. Yep, just nice. I mean. What would you categorize them as? Just heavy metal? Just just heavy metal. I, I mean, if you look them up on Metal Archives, um, and, and believe me, I do a lot of looking up on Metal Archives. <laughs> I love Encyclopedia Metalum. Yes. It's, Metalum? it's Metalum. Metalum? I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's the, web, the web address is metal-archives.com if you want to check it out. Is it com? Okay, I never know if it's com or org because I just do a Google search for uh, metal archives. It out. is dot com. Yeah. Cool. I, I believed you. I just yeah. yeah. I just Google um, search it real quick. And Armored Saint released their first AP, EP in nineteen eighty three. So, yeah, they've been around for almost forty years. Or yeah, they for, formed in nineteen eighty two. So yeah, almost forty years they've been around. Yeah. Damn, formed in eighty two. I was ten. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for me to move on? I am. Okay. So, funny story. <clears throat> I told Jody I was getting this, and it luckily came in in time for this episode. Uh, yeah. Because I've always wanted to try it, and there's this Irish drink called poutine, which is pretty much moonshine. It's mm -hmm. the Irish version of moonshine, and it had been illegal forever in Ireland. And, you know, I was telling Jody, he's like, Ah, it's it's just been legalized like really really recently, and now we're getting it ex imported into the states. And I got me a bottle. It's coming. He's like, I'm pretty sure I had that when we went to this Irish place that one time. I'm like, oh, well. So I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, it's been legal in the Republic of Ireland since '97. But that's that's what happens when I watch BBC videos in the from that were produced in the '70s <laughs> about, about Irish poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm still excited that I actually have Irish poutine made in Ireland. It's oh about, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This one is called Mad it's the company's Mad March Hair and I got recipe number 27. It's I don't know what the differences are. I just know this is the one we can get here in the states right now. Okay. So I just oh god. Oh, oh man. <laughs> you haven't even taken a sip. You just smelled it. I just smelled it. It goes into the little and because I ordered it, they actually sent me a little a tiny little mug with a little handle on it for a, a sipping thing. Oh, nice. it makes, it looks like a duchess because it's a tiny little thing. So you got to keep your pinky up. <laughs> 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 anyway. 
Oh, oh dear, Charles. <laughs> I must try this tiny little thing. Um, oh, I, sorry, go. Well, <laughs> well I, I was, I was going to say, I, I, I tried it at um, Irish Lion, which is a, an Irish pub in Bloomington, Indiana. And they, I think they gave it to me in a snifter glass, but that, this sounds more authentic for some reason. <laughs> it does. It's, it's kind of like a, an enamel. You can hear me tapping it with my fingernail. It's, oh, yeah. It's like a little enamel thing, and it has a, a Marge Hare doing like a dance. He's got the frock coat, and he's dancing. <laughs> nice. Uh, which reminds me, I've actually been working on an article on the folklore of hares and rabbits in Ireland, Scotland, England. So oh, cool. this, will go, this will go perfect as I'm typing. Yes. And I'll have to retype the next day after seeing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is, that is smooth. That is, that is good. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I remember that being some good stuff. That is just some <laughs> quietly distilled in Ireland from malted barley nice oh man i mean it's it's only 80 proof so it's not like it's you know 50 60 70 percent moonshine strength but right oh Still. that's delicious Ooh, excuse you uh you go ahead and talk i'm gonna take this over <laughs> i think james is really enjoying his his drink there. <laughs> oh that was good <laughs> uh, that nice the pipes too Hey, you take the drink, you inhale real quick. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've, only, I've only tried it the one time, but yeah, I, I would like to try it again. So um, I, no, I can't imagine that I'll get through this thing horribly quick. <laughs> well, I don't, and see, and I don't think there's any place around here that has it. The only place that I had ever heard of having it was Irish Lion. So well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you the information, but I know only certain states can have this stuff shipped to them. And I don't remember if Alabama was on the list of those states. Oh, I, I doubt they are. I doubt they are. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm yeah. ready to move on if you are, but yeah. if you want me to keep talking about it, I'll keep taking it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got, um, so I got one more here. Not, and not necessarily the album. Uh, I, I had heard of this band years ago and I actually don't remember if I heard about them before I started reading Tolkien or after. But I do. I just remember, know that I had heard of them years, years ago, decades ago. So, so the band's name is Sirith Ungle, and they they did take that name from Lord of the Rings, even though they're mispronouncing it. That, even though they're mispronouncing it, yes, because because it should be Kirith Ungle. The the C should have a hard K sound. So if if you've if you've read the books, you know what that is. If you've only seen the movies, that Kirithungal is the name of the pass in Return of the King that Gollum leads Frodo and Sam through, where uh, Shalab the Spider lives. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. The band's uh, Sirithungal, and uh, I, you know, I got on Bandcamp this year and, and started looking around for stuff, and I saw that they were on there, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, had, had you know always been kind of curious and just had never had a chance to to check them out and or anything and wow <laughs> a kind of a doom metal band uh kind of kind of a traditional metal but more doom metal and some stuff and just fantastic um i'm so glad i i found them and and uh our, our friend greg who we, we've mentioned a few times um I, I told him about them i said check these guys out tell me what you think 
Wow, he fell in love with them. <laughs> nice. I, I've actually listened to them quite not recently, but quite a while, you know, several years ago, I found them because I was doing toll, I was looking up Tolkien bands and yeah, yeah, and it's not, I, they're a great band. I'm just not the biggest doom metal person, so right, but but they're they're really kick ass. Yeah, and they've actually been around since 1972. Um, they're their first album didn't come out until 1981, um, which was called Frost and Fire. But uh, yeah, they were actually around from, from 1972. And they actually, they broke up in the early 90s and then they got back together uh, about five years ago in 2015. Um, they, and they've been uh, pretty much together ever since. And I think, I don't think it's all of the original lineup, but it's a good chunk of it. But yeah, I, I, I really like them. I'm glad I actually... Uh, stumbled on them there there were a few other bands um i i hadn't really listened to king diamond or merciful fate and until i got on Bandcamp. and now that i have listened to pretty much all of their stuff on Bandcamp, i'm like wow not something i would have listened to when i was 14 um for, for various <laughs> reasons which i would actually i'm not going to get into that now i think we'll probably do an episode on that kind of stuff later but i had had i known some things now as a 40 something year old when I was 14, I, I may, I may have had a different opinion back then. I may have actually been willing to listen to that stuff in the, in the day, <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the, the Sirith Ungle stuff's really cool because um, all of their album covers are almost all of their album covers. I think there may be one or two that aren't, but all, uh, all or almost all the album covers are artwork that is associated with the Elric saga. So Michael Moorcock's Elric books, Elric is usually featured on on the album cover, and and I think the song Frost and Fire actually references uh, the Elric stuff. So so if you've ever read any of the Elric stories, there you go. You got some music that may go along with it. <laughs> music to read Elric by. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're putting that on, I don't know if I can focus on. <laughs> <sighs> or, or music to think of while you're reading Elric. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's all I've got. Yeah. That's what I have too. So new things we found in 2020. Yeah. Music and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Why you come here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> huh. I'd well, love to do this again for 2021. Yeah. Maybe I'll do music. I was going to say, now you have a goal. Five albums. Just five. That's all. <laughs> five new albums. All right. Damn it. I can do one every two months. And there then I go. can be ready in November so we can do it early like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <sighs> no, I mean, I mean, seriously, when did Van Halen's 1984 album come out? <laughs> I mean, it came out like, uh, um, uh, now I got to look it up. <laughs> I mean, it was 84, right? It was recorded in 83 and came out in 84, wasn't it? Um, well, that's, I'll tell you here in a second. So why? January 9th, 1984. Okay. So that's when the album came out. Right. But Jump came out in December of 83. It came out like the w last week of December of 83. Yeah. They released the. Yeah. Jump, 
December 21st. Yeah. So a little over a week. Yeah. 10 days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of why, you know, we, we wanted to wait until actually after the first of the year. <laughs> See? See? Jerks. <laughs> anyway, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> what note? This note. Jump. Ah! <laughs> what key was that? Key of Z minus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel like there should be a Peanuts joke because that rhymes with Linus. And <laughs> actually, I stole that from Aerosmith, so it's... <laughs> I know. You've actually used that joke before. <laughs> I thought I had. <laughs> cool. So, yep. That sounds good. All right. Well... So, keep reviewing this, sharing this. Yeah. Share us with your friends, your family. Share us with your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we shared your mom. <laughs> 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 yeah on that note <laughs> i'm james i'm jody <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later bye the macabre manor is brought to you by the twin terrors all rights reserved stay tuned for some fun outtakes <laughs> well uh, let me let me rephrase that i know where to get it <laughs> hey paul here. do you want to write a song about wiping our asses i don't know john do you think we should is it that one? Yes. Uh, we'll find out. Oh, yes. First try. Do you know how many bands there are named Wraith? <laughs> I, I do not, but I can imagine that there's more than one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Um, it is. Uh, come on. Really? You're not going to tell me what it is on the map? <laughs> I even know I, I went right to where it should be there on my map and it's not screw. I don't care. That's what you should do. You should go in and get your food and be like, I'd like a Negroni for my digestive. And be like, what's that? And you're like, this isn't Italian. Fuck off and storm out without paying. <laughs> Leave a tip, but you know, cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be that much of an asshole. <laughs> right. And here's my tip. Learn how to fucking make a Negroni. <laughs> That overlaps with an episode that we actually once did, but we stayed calm this time. <laughs> True. <laughs> episode we did that didn't come out because because <laughs> we I didn't stay a... calm. <laughs> yes, I, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Neither of us were calm. I know I was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you'd been in the brown liquor that day too. So. I had been in the whiskey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a topic that bothers me anyway, and yeah, yeah. <laughs>